Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Data analysis suggests that in most cases, investors' returns are lower than investment returns. You know this is because investors make some common mistakes that reduces their chance of earning the maximum return. Hello everyone, I'm Navneet Dubey from Mint's personal finance team. Today's topic of Why Not Mint Money podcast is Why aren't the masses able to create wealth while investing in mutual funds? Before that, I would like to tell that in our today's episode, we have invited Anirudh Bose as an expert speaker today. He is the chief business officer at Finage. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Okay, hi Anirudh, welcome to the episode. Hi Navneet, it's always good to speak to you. Thanks for having us. Okay, so like uh, my first question to you is, it's about mutual funds this time. So like it has been right. three decades since the first private blue chip mutual fund was launched in India, and it has returned an astronomical eighteen point nine five CAGR over this period. So what this means is that uh, rupees one lakh invested into this fund in 1993 would have grown to 1.82 crores today, and yet hardly anyone, if at all, would have actually achieved this sort of capital growth despite these impressive published returns. Can you throw some light on this? Why it is happening so? Absolutely, Navneet. That a very relevant topic for the podcast because um, uh, there is a huge difference between the published returns of many funds and the actual returns that investors end up earning. And I think this phenomenon can best be explained with a short story uh, that the head of a leading asset management company just related to us recently. So this gentleman did a countrywide road show um, a few months back to meet the oldest investors in every city in in, in a fund. and of course to congratulate them and to shake their hand and uh, obviously he asked these investors what their secret sauce was which is how were they they so resilient across these market cycles how did they kind of hang on to their investments through the ups and downs and uh, any guesses navneet on what the answer was so the answer was uh, was that they forgot about their investment <laughs> that's the funny what? part about yes. okay so okay so 9 out of 10 were able to stick around in the fund because they'd forgotten about this investment so <laughs> why i'm telling you this is to highlight that when it comes to investing uh, sometimes we tend to be our own worst enemy you see so when you took the person out of the investment the investment flourished and uh, so, so that's the behavior gap in investments that we see so whereas a lot of funds um, do perform very very well unfortunately our own behaviors come into play often and do not allow us to earn those returns uh, regardless of whether we are seasoned investors or new investors the same behavioral biases do come into play repeatedly and i think uh, in the long run how we deal with these biases they make all the difference uh, it doesn't really matter whether the markets are going up or down uh, it's just the fact that the returns are volatile and non linear and uh, the that uh, that itself sets investors back again and again uh, let me give you an example so let's say uh, i invest rupees 1 lakh and it goes up to 1.2 lakhs okay. my instant tendency is to want to book those profits you know i've got 20k i don't want to let it go let me book those profits and sit and wait for a better entry point right so in this case i I've, i've i'm tempted to get out when markets have gone up similarly now let's say in a reverse situation i invest a lakh and it falls to 80000 
in that in that situation also i want to book my losses this time i want to cut my losses i start panicking and then i want to get back in when things recover so two completely reverse scenarios that uh, ultimately entice me to exit my investment when i should have stayed put so both decision, decisions are wrong and over time i think these micro decisions end up creating huge behavioral gaps and this behavioral gap is actually the difference that you spoke about uh, navneet the difference between the published returns in this fund and what investors actually end up earning okay okay so like why are retail investors not being able to benefit from their true wealth creation so uh, ironically um, the liquidity and transparency which are usps of mutual funds end up working against them you see uh, unlike real estate or let's say traditional life insurance which are so opaque and which are not priced daily you can't see their navs anywhere um, investors tend to say all right i can't do anything let me just hang in there and see how it turns out um uh, it doesn't happen in mutual funds because there's so much noise and because the navs are published daily and because um, uh, media sometimes sensationalizes it uh, we tend to like i said be subject to a lot of these behavioral traps like greed and fear the other reason which i feel um is the chief contributor to investors not being able to benefit fully is the commoditization of mutual funds um you may have seen that mutual funds are really becoming commoditized i mean um they're not tail sabun in the end uh, it's not something yeah. that i think you, you should go and buy units off from an e-commerce portal uh, i do feel that the commoditization of mutual funds is a trend that has been working against retail investors although they have increased the reach and the penetration uh, i don't think they've made better investors out of people a case in point uh, is direct plans right direct plans were created for the benefit of investors and no doubt the cost saving is a benefit so while they've helped companies save costs in let's say passives like liquid funds they've actually ended up eroding a lot of wealth for retail investors surprisingly because you know first time investors they went in unadvised for all the wrong reasons they set up accounts quickly through diy apps ended up investing without understanding risks and uh, in the end they think their journeys got derailed right because as yeah. someone said investing is easy getting started is very easy but remaining disciplined creating long term wealth is not easy so uh, i think the the main reason why investors haven't been able to create wealth through mutual funds is that they they've gotten in for the wrong reasons first is the hindsight bias where i get in thinking okay this fund has done very well in the last year or two um, it must be very good let me get in unfortunately what goes up comes down right that's how it works and and i end up at the the um, at the wrong end of the cycle and i end up losing money um so similarly diy apps that publish incomplete info or you know eulogize recent returns or let's say they keep talking about one or two year returns or star ratings and sensationalize it they've also contributed to this unfortunately because these indicators are all lagging they're not leading they don't really predict uh how a fund is going to do so investors unfortunately end up on this hamster wheel of optimism then disappointment then loss of faith in mutual funds and then you know back over and over again so like uh, we always like to say a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing yeah um and like, the other complete, point of uh, me knowledge yeah. is a dangerous thing i guess <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely right so uh, the other thing i want to point out is that a very small fraction of people actually invest with clear goals in mind you know whereas for a retail investor a goal based investment is very very critical uh, most of the effort goes towards picking the best fund you know selecting the best performer trying to predict the next hot thing whereas 
there needs to be a lot more emphasis on the journey on the process which means i as an investor should ideally start off asking why am i investing is this for my retirement is this for an emergency fund is this to buy a new car is this to kind of fund my kids education if i start with that begin with that end in mind i think half the problems are solved because you know i automatically become a much better investor uh, i think more big picture i stop chasing returns i start focusing more on goal achievement and i i become very disciplined you see and uh, yeah. all of this of course is easier said than done it's very good in theory but it's it's really difficult to execute but i think uh, beginning and investing with clear goals makes a huge difference to um to the end result in terms of whether i'll end up creating wealth or not and very few investors actually do that most investors are speculators or are chasing returns and are trying to predict the next best thing next big thing and that doesn't work out very well okay so like as you said uh, we need to link it with the goal so to, so do you think financial planning plays a major role in making investments especially when it comes to mutual funds i think it makes all the difference so if you see an ad hoc investor by ad hoc i mean someone who's just investing for the sake of investing um they usually over the years end up with very very scattered over diversified portfolios and they are constantly subject to greed and fear driven decisions you see because they don't have a, a clear end point to their investment they don't really know why they're investing so um, their reaction will always be one of panic or one of euphoria and uh, once you invest in that manner i'm sorry it it can't possibly have a good long term outcome so whereas when you invest based on a financial plan based on goals you say all right okay the markets have fallen it's fine uh, it's not great of course but i've still got 20 years to go i can keep my sips running i know how rupee cost averaging works i know that compounding is going to play its magic in the long run and uh, this is going to recover so your perspective changes your thought process changes and i think overall uh, goal based investors are are much better investors and i think they are a, a much better poised to create wealth from uh, mutual funds which are obviously simply based on performance and returns the best retail wealth creation tool that is available yeah okay so like how can we create a new generation of serious investors who are able to manage their investing behaviors more efficiently a very good question navneet is good you mentioned the word serious because uh you know good investing is serious business it is not entertainment but a lot of people end up confusing the two they say okay let me get in uh, at rupee 10 and get out at rupees 20 try and speculate okay this is so exciting but i think good investing is boring and i think i believe it was george soros or yes i think it was george soros who said that if you're having too much fun while investing you're probably not making too much money I and think, that is I true think, you know, because you, uh, i mean i uh, i personally think uh, because of these apps which are coming in like my circle my, like all these cricketing apps which are more of a speculative apps where people are you know making money out of fun and they are also considering the, all these investment as a fun factor a very good point i never thought of that but i think you're absolutely right because in the end if something is driving a speculative mindset uh it that's that speculative mindset is probably going to also spill over in the way i approach my investments so a very valid point if if i am so used to the thrill of making a quick buck here and there from uh, speculating i may carry that speculative mindset uh, towards my investments too uh, like so many broking accounts were opened during the pandemic uh, so many people opened yeah. crypto accounts they chose direct plans without really understanding risks all that is speculative you see so i think uh, to answer your original question i we do believe that there is a transition underway now to serious investing it is it's happening okay and it will pick up pace yeah. in times to come because we're seeing a steady trickle of 
these speculators coming back to us and saying okay i'm tired of losing money i'm tired of seeing these losses um i know mutual funds are good but for some reason i've not been able to make money out of them uh, i i want to achieve so and so goal now what so this uh, i do believe that this is the start of a trend towards more serious investing how it picks up pace is of course um, anyone's guess uh, but unfortunately again while the right intent makes for a very good beginning um it doesn't solve the problem fully right because again i can get started but i will in the end relapse into my old patterns um of investing behaviors unless uh, there are serious measures taken to kind of curtail and manage them yeah that's true so how serious do you think should investor be like in future <laughs> i think i think any investor should have a very serious which you think should be the more appropriate while investing in mutual funds so i i really believe that um, you should have two baskets of money right keep your speculative money aside have fun with it but be prepared to lose that completely don't plan your life around it you see the yeah. serious money is something you plan your life goals your milestones around now i'm not going to take the money i put aside for my retirement and put it in uh, and leverage it in fno okay because that's my serious money right that's my coffee can money i've kept it aside in a specific basket for a specific objective so i think any investment that is um that is been earmarked for a future objective that is important for me or my family is serious money it requires a serious approach it requires discipline it requires commitment it requires resilience it requires understanding risks it requires setting correct expectations so uh, these are the elements of serious investing whereas speculation is okay my my neighbor told me x my friend told me y and my broker says this is going to go up so let me go in and uh, and see what happens you can't have that devil maker attitude to uh, your serious investments you've got to have a process you have to have your goals clearly defined and you have to be ready for uh, for the ups and downs it's not going to be a simple ride you see beating inflation is and creating wealth is not uh, a simple ride you see it is it's going to have a share of ups and downs and you need to be prepared for that so you need to be resilient in order to create wealth from mutual funds okay so my last question to you is how can technology and people come together to enable investors to create wealth from mutual funds again a very wonderful question uh, navneet see i think the mistake that most platforms make is is they come up with pure tech plays or they come up with pure brick and mortar businesses i think both solve very unique problems for example in today's digital age uh, you can't dispute the fact that tech is absolutely critical right ensuring an easy onboarding uh, smooth journey seamless transactions fabulous reporting all all the stuff is very very important but you can't take the human element out of the investing journey uh, because if it was that simple uh, we do have all these amazing financial supermarkets right but why have they not been able to solve the investing problem why are retail investors going there and still making the same mistakes despite having the best smoothest most descriptive uh, tech platform available uh, that's where the human element comes in so while tech is great for solving part of the problem i'll give you an example uh, since we're concluding here a big problem is ongoing goal, goal alignment right for example uh, if someone goes and makes a financial plan typically that culminates into a report and a prescription okay now both of these are conveniently forgotten in a couple of weeks no one remembers the report no one remembers the prescription either uh, so if you go and ask an investor why are you doing this sip after one year they won't even remember whether it's for their retirement or for their kids education let alone track how much they've actually saved so tech can actually go in there and solve that problem because if uh, if i if i can ensure that my tech 
um, makes clients always remain aligned to their goals, keeps ensuring that they track their progress, that the impact of every transaction on the goal becomes apparent. So that's the tech solution, right? But yeah. in the end, it, it is an incomplete solution, right? Because in the end, by just building the tech and handing it over to an investor, it won't work nine times out of 10 because ultimately investing is a very human thing. It encompasses a variety of beliefs, emotions, behaviors, values, so many things. So I think without a human advisor to guide you on your journey, all this becomes just pure theory because, you know, uh, Navneet, when a pandemic-like situation arises and your 10 lakhs becomes 5 lakhs, or when you've been running your SIP for 24 months and made zero returns, no amount of great tech is going to really prevent you from taking an emotional decision. That is a fact. Yeah. So, so I think tech plus people is a solution where uh, tech is an enabler, a tool, and a human being is there as a coach, a guide, a partner, a confidant, someone who's trustworthy, uh, and someone who uses the tech to shine a light on your goals. I think that is the only way that uh, sustainable wealth creation from mutual funds can take place for retail investors. So I think to conclude, uh, a paradigm shift is necessary. Retail investors have to move away from uh, speculation, from commoditization, from just thinking that mutual funds are something they can buy off the shelf. Uh, they must start with goals, understand risk and reward, set expectations, manage behaviors. And if they do, I think the rewards are fantastic. I think uh, the kind of wealth creation that can happen um, for long-term goals from, from mutual funds is pretty much unmatched. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for your valuable inputs. Thanks, Navneet. Uh, thanks for having us on the show. That brings us to the end of our episode. If you would like to know more or make suggestions of a personal finance topic that you want us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Dubey. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.